Welcome, welcome everyone to the Sylvania Rams. <laughs> well, hey, this is Mayor, this is Coach Van. Welcome to the Tyler Van Show with Tyler Van and me, Howie Chaney, and who knows where Randall's at, but he'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Coach Van, how's everything going this week? <laughs> a little better, a little better. Hey, hey, I just went nuts on my end for a minute. A little better. Every, every now and then, Every now and then, all my equipment's just got to quit working at the same time. It makes it better. Everybody hear me now? We got you. All right. All right, Coach Van, welcome in. Howie Chaney, welcome in. Let's uh, go right into it because we got a bunch I want to cover tonight. Let's start with homecoming week, Coach. Um, you, you talked about it in depth last week. A lot of distractions. But it looks on Friday night, the football team down set that settled down. And played well, forty-two to seven over a good Glencoe team. Yeah, we uh, we didn't come out too too hot. We actually drove down the field, got stopped inside the five, and uh, we missed a cut and we made some mental mistakes down there. But we ended up turning around and and playing okay football. We got to continue to get better. Uh, our energy wasn't great Friday night. Uh, I understand it's homecoming. Um, we didn't play up to our standard, I didn't think, but uh, we'll take a forty-two-seven victory and learn from it, get better. Um, we got a huge rivalry game this week, <clears throat> so we, we got to keep preparing well, you know, on a short week and, and get ready to go. Coach, that leads right into uh, – Let's look, we'll come back to Glencoe in a second, but one of the questions I had up front is you're playing your rival, you're playing Plainview. Everybody that's ever been in that area knows what Plainview, Sylvania is, and you have a four-day practice week. We've talked about staying on schedule. You're still on schedule. But does the fact that it's playing view week change anything in, in your preparation? Uh, just change, it changes the scout cards. That's about it. Uh, we uh, we do everything the same for, for them as we would uh, five or anybody else we play on our schedule. We got to prepare the right way. The only thing changes is how long we're out there on Wednesday. But uh, they know an hour and 15, hour and a half practice could turn into two and a half hours or two hours if uh, we don't want to execute right early. So we got to come out tomorrow, execute the correct way. And, you know, they, they do a lot on offense. It's your eyes got to be in the right spot. Uh, you got to know your job and, and um, do it every play and one play off, one play not doing your job in this offense and, and not reading your keys. You're going to end up letting them crease you. Or, uh, it's not going to be good. So we got to prepare the right way on Wednesday. We I thought Monday, Tuesday's been fairly well, but we got to clean up a few things tomorrow and finish the week the correct way. Okay, sounds great. Um, well, we'll get back to, I'm sure, the rivalry here in a minute. Uh, one more question, then I'm going to turn it over to Howie. Uh, I looked at the stats, and overall, 470 yards on offense. Played two different quarterbacks, got several people reps. How do you feel um, about that output? And also, uh, how did you feel about your uh, quarterback play at Glencoe? You know, going into the game, my plan was to uh, – I felt like we should control the line of scrimmage, run the football uh, when we had to. and uh, It's something, you know, in the past game, I feel like if we're going to win football games in the future and in the playoffs, we're going to have to be able to throw the football. And, um, nine threw it well when he was in, and then I knew if, if something ever happens to nine and there are three needs to come in and, and spin it, that we, we've got to get him a lot of reps. And uh, I felt like this last week was the time to – to get him some quality experience. And uh, that's why we, you know, pulled nine there. And we was up 28-0. Uh, 
Um, and we got three and let him run some two-minute offense, let him get some work live with that, and then go into second half and, and I just let him have it the rest of the, rest of the game. Um, but I'm really proud of how, you know, nine and three both played. We got some things we got to clean up with both both guys, but they know what they got to clean up. They know what they got to work on. They got to watch film. They got to ask questions. Uh, they got to be ready in meetings when we're watching film, know what they got to ask. You know, they can't just watch practice film for the first time when they walk in and, and sit in front of me. They, they've got to watch it on their own and figure out, you know, kind of coach themselves and come in and ask questions and uh, be ready to talk about what went on in practice. But they both on Friday night, I was, I was pleased. You know, we left some – both should have threw – through interceptions that, you know, either the ball sailed or we read it wrong. And, uh, but that's why we want to read it on Fridays. You know, Friday's a whole lot different Monday at practice, um, you know, going against some really good DB groups um, and, and chances to make plays on Fridays. But really pleased with the offense. You know, yardage-wise, we could have run the ball more. Obviously, I feel like, you know, 2 and 22 could have both had some big knots on the ground, and both of them did have really good knots. But uh, if we wanted to run it 35, 40 times, I felt like, you know, we could have. Um, but, again, we have stuff we need to work on because eventually somebody's going to be able to stop the run. Somebody's going to load the box up, and we've got to be able to throw the football. And so uh, that's some things we need to work on Friday, and there's a really good opportunity to do so. Coach, um, how I'll come after this question. How important is it that three gets to simulate that two-minute offense? And also, he got to come out and see that critical five minutes after the – halftime though you know that 10 minutes there or even in his case the seven minutes that's hard to read that's hard to even take plastic practice time and give it that look tell tell us how important that is that he got those game reps uh, it's very important it's hard to simulate two minutes and for one and you know our practice uh, against the defense has to get lined up quick because we ain't got we got 37 kids but um against a varsity you know, we got a bunch of young guys on scout, but against a varsity group defense that you're going up tempo with a play clock, um, it's hard to to simulate that. So for for him to get them reps is huge. And then, uh, you know, when you're playing quarterback, you know you got to go in at half and make adjustments and come back out. It's different and take the drive, and it's very important. First drive out of half, you know, the first few minutes is very important, just like the first first half, first few minutes. You want to set the tone. You want to create an advantage early in each half. And, um, it was big for three to get that that look because you, you never know what could happen in the future. So. Right. And, and fans want to talk about how we played in the first quarter, the second quarter, the fourth quarter. I, me as an announcer that's always kind of looked and talked to a lot of coaches, it's always that 10 minutes, five before half, five after half, that really sets the tone for a game. Yeah, and it goes. It really goes kind of under the radar. Not a lot of people notice it, but it is the, it's one of the most important few minutes there of the game on each side because you don't want to lose momentum after going into half. Um, you don't want the other team to gain it going into half. Then out of half, you 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 want to start the right way and create yourself an advantage uh, energy-wise and with momentum uh, leading into the rest of the game. So uh, it's very important. Howie Chaney. Coach, I want to go back to something you mentioned a few minutes ago as far as watching film. Does, does all the players have uh, – a a way of watching the game film without you being around? Yeah, so on our huddle, we every one of them can sign in. They have a sign-in just like I gave uh, Randall one to sign in and look, watch film. They have the same thing. They can go in and we share a playlist or, or whatever with them. They can go in and watch it. 
that's, that's awesome. That's getting up there with the uh, college and the pros right there, being able to let the players watch it on their own. Yeah, they do a good job of it. There's there's a few of them that watch it more than others, obviously, but um, I get on there and check how much time they spend on it. And we have a few that, that do a really good job. And, and he, you know, I could tell you the ones and brag on them, but I wish all of them would do that. Um, we have a few that do a really good job of it. I'm proud of them. They probably don't know it, but I know when they're watching it, and, and I'm happy they are. I, I want to phone everybody. Huh? Now they know. Yeah, I, I want to go back to the short week compared to a couple of weeks ago against Ohio. You ended up playing on a Thursday night. You didn't expect to play a day early, but this week you can kind of prepare for it. What's the difference between not knowing you got a short week and knowing a short week? Forty-five minutes. I've got practice down about forty-five minutes on Wednesday on a week where I know what's going to happen. Feel like we we prepared just a little bit different uh, today than we have maybe on, on Tuesdays before. We I think we was off the field at five forty today. We're normally a little earlier, uh, so around that time. But uh, Wednesday, I really want to get off the field uh, a little earlier than we did previously. Uh, I feel like uh, we don't go in when the kids know it, and I've told them all week we don't. Because if if I would have done it a different way. Um, you know, the week where it was kind of a surprise for us and I changed it to weather. And uh, Kids think that because it's Wednesday, it should be a walkthrough because it just got changed. If I'd have took an hour off, I, I'd have worried that we wouldn't be mentally ready, that we think it's going to be a day off. But I've told them all week, Wednesday's an important day. We're only going to be out here an hour, hour and 15 minutes, and we've got to do um, – got to prepare the right way in the hour, an hour and 15 minutes, just like we would on a normal Wednesday because I'm going to cut some things down, but we're going to really focus on things that I feel like we've got to work for our game plan um, going into tomorrow night. So uh, tomorrow's going to be a really up-tempo day. So we've got a lot to get in in a very short amount of time because I really don't want to take much out. So we've got to do things at a higher pace even than we already do. So um, everything's going to have to be planned out just as good as it normally is. Now, you know, with – Homecoming being last week, it just seemed like everything just didn't click the way it should have pretty much. You talk about it practice, and then even on Friday, it just seemed like things just didn't go as as planned, uh, you know, from starting off with the uh, victory line with the sign not uh, falling apart, and then uh, uh, some players got substituted that wasn't supposed to get substituted. And uh, so tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Homecoming week, man, I, I, I dislike it. Um, and I feel like uh, sometimes I, I tell our kids, you know, first day, last Monday morning, I told them, enjoy homecoming. I'm not telling you not to enjoy it. Um, seniors, this is your last one. Uh, enjoy it. Um, but at the same time, understand there, there's no homecoming on Friday night without a ball game. So um, we're there. They're there for you guys. Well, uh, I know there's a lot of things that go on homecoming, and I'm glad that they do. Um, Proud for the band, proud for the cheerleaders, proud for everybody. Um, but we have got to be sure that we're prepared to play a football game because in Glencoe, it's good enough to beat you. Um, so we need to make sure we focus on us. And I felt like for the most part after Tuesday, we did a really good job preparing. Tuesday was not a very good day. I, I talked about that last week. It wasn't a good day last week. I, I think it showed. Um, I think it showed on Friday night that we didn't have a good day on Tuesday. Uh, when you don't have a good day, uh, it's going to show at some point in the game. And it's going to show for, in my opinion, a longer period of time um, than it would be if you had a good week. Because if you have a 
if you have a good week, bad things are still going to happen. Just because you had a good, great week of practice does not mean adversity or something. You're going to mess something up, maybe even a few times. But I feel like when you have a bad, a bad day, kids know that we've had a bad day. This, and especially as a coach, I just feel like there's, there's you, you may mess something up a little bit more than you should have just because you had a bad day. So we got, we got to fix it. And I thought, like you said, things weren't going good against Glencoe early. Um, felt like our guys. You know, settled in a little bit. Uh, realized, you know what? We're playing a football game. We got to win this game, and, and they kind of kicked it in, and kicked it in gear, and uh, we played really well. I thought for the most part on offense. Randy, I got one more question. I'll come back to you. Uh, one play against Glencoe, I want to kind of touch on is the one punt that you had that night to end up being sixty-six yards, and you kind of hesitated about sending the punter out there. Could you go into details about that a little bit? Didn't want to punt. <laughs> I mean, I'm an offensive guy. I hate punting. Uh, man, I hate it. If we can cross the 50, you can mark it down more than likely it's four down territory because I, I just don't – I don't like punting. Um, uh, but obviously, if it's fourth and long, I think it was on – we was we was in our own territory pretty good too. It wasn't uh, – there was really no thinking involved in it. I knew I was going to have to punt. I was just really um, chewing myself out. For the play call that I made on first down, screaming, you know, that that series was all jacked up because they left a guy, they didn't have a corner over our outside receiver. By the time we snapped it, the Duke safety was running full speed over there. We didn't throw it far enough over him, or it would have been a touchdown. He gets a tip on it, and then we run jet sweep and a jet guy instead of running through the crease and out the side for thirty yards or more. He tries to cut back into the line, so we, you know, we get two yards. So now we're third and eight. Um, we throw a slant into the boundary and we throw it behind the guys to the own time. And so now it's fourth and eight. And, and there's three plays right there. All three plays had the opportunity to be good plays. And we didn't execute in any one of the three. And it's frustrating as a coach. And, and when, when you work something and you feel like the kids, it's always one guy. And uh, that's all it takes in football is one guy. So I love the sport. Uh, everybody's got to be on the same page, and we just got to do a better job executing out there. I was more frustrated with me, to be honest with you. And I hate punting. You know, I hate it. But two, two did a really good job. He booted it. It's either one of them punts in practice or it's a shank. So I was glad we got the, the good one. <laughs> it ended up being really good. I think it uh, pinned him down to about the three-yard line. Yeah. Uh, six yards. I mean, he's averaging pretty good punt yardage this year. One punt for 66 yards. One for one. So he's got to be the best punter in the state average-wise right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Rick. Well, I, I think you know the coach up at – you must know the coach at Squatchy County because if we're at the 49 or past, we never punt. So I, I think – he's from Buckhorn, so y'all had to be in a coaching clinic somewhere together because that man it's hates – yeah. yeah. On earth. If it's fourth and long now from about the 49, if it's fourth and like five or long, longer, I'm, I'm going to punt it. But I don't know against Pisgah that we didn't. Uh, but we, didn't really have, we didn't really have a punter uh, I felt confident in at the time. We hadn't worked even eight much. Our, our backup punter was uh, Braden, 22, and he had a hurt groin on that other side that he had hurt pregame. So then we was down to I mean, two was the next guy. So Oh, well, it is what it is. It worked out for you. Coach, uh, did I – and I'm not looking for you to reveal scheme or changes, but did I see us getting a couple of different little formations? Did we have a couple of things different, or 
did we not get right lined up correctly? No, we did. We, we've added some wrinkles in there with some empty sets where we're going to split two and 22 out a little bit. Yeah. yeah that's um, actually both ways, and we're going to leave nine back there by itself. We're actually going to do that a whole lot more this week, probably the whole game. Um, where we're going to be an empty the whole game this week. And so probably won't even have a tight end. We're probably just going to play five receivers, five linemen, and a quarterback back there and just sling it every play this week. No, we, we have put some wrinkles in and stuff that we're going to – uh, hopefully people prepare for it. And if they don't prepare for it, then when we get in it, hopefully we cause some problems with it. So um, I, ju I just feel like 22, both 22 and two have good hands. 22 is a tall, lanky uh, kid. He's actually not, he's, I mean, he's thickened up. Finally, he's looking really good. I think he weighed in at 190, something other than 191 the other day. And he was at 170, 169 in the, uh, against Sacks when he was sick. Now he's put on a lot of weight, looks really good. Um, he's somebody I want to get in a slot and throw the ball to some because he's got really good hands. And so we're going to be able to split him out, run him, put him in motion, run him, run the quarterback, uh, run two back the other way. Just do some things that way that and I think gives us some advantage and, and something else for, for the opposing defense coordinator to prepare for. It, it also forces some kids that's not used to playing in space and covering receivers. You, 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 you force their hand a little bit when you – you're willing to go empty like that. Yeah, really tough on especially for five wide empty. And, and I'm motioning that we end up with him in the number three spot somewhere. It's, it's really tough on on some inside linebackers if they're going to try to cover him in space and, and over the middle. So, And, and it, it extends your run game via the screen. And there's all kinds of creative things you could do. I thought it was really – really an interesting time in the season to kind of shake it up and add that to the to 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 the playbook but um coach uh with the night that two and 22 had plus the night both of the quarterbacks had it might have been the time that you feel like we're firing the best of the year or you said you left a lot on the field does that mean that even that 470 we could have had 570. It was just some misfires, or or was it Glenn Cole making a few plays too? Uh, well, both. Um, we should have ended up with more. We punted and went three and out, and should, that should have never happened. Um, you know, I felt like we had them in some alignment, so we were going to be successful in. Um, and I actually messed up as a play caller a few times. I wanted to trade more, and I didn't. I didn't do that net motion enough as I wanted to when I went into the game. Um, so, but, you know, we left a lot out there, maybe via missed block or two that we we wrapped a few times instead we had our head inside. But all we had to do was we, we work it all. If you don't have a guy inside of you, you need to work out. And if we block that guy running back, still running uh, two different times, still right now that we just missed. But um, shouldn't have went three and out. Uh, I was really disappointed in that. But, yeah. But they also made some plays. So, Bunko made some plays on defense. But we have to execute better on offense uh, and do our job. And, and that was a good game to work that. So, Coach, one more. Howie, I'll come back up after this. Coach, uh, the defensive side of the football put together another great game. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know going into game one if the same level of confidence that you have in that defense now was there. Talk about the growth of our defensive unit from game one to game six. 
You know, I've been really excited about our defensive line, um, you know, since day one. Uh, I love them guys. They, they work their tail off. They do a really good job, and they cause a lot of problems for the opposing teams on offense um, because that's where the game's won and lost. And I really, really love our defensive line and what they bring to the table for our defense. And I know our linebackers love our defensive line because they do a really good job keeping guys off of them and let them run and make plays. Um, but – you know, defensively, we're finally slowly getting some guys back that's going to help us in the, at the linebacker core. We've been playing a lot of people um, at Mike, a lot of people at Will, and it's all been changing up. So we, we're finally starting to get a steady rotation. You know, we're hoping to have some guys back um, next week that really is going to, you know, get everybody back healthy uh, at linebacker core. We're still going to be missing. Uh, more than likely, uh, a few guys there that would help us on defense and offense. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll get them back next week for for a big region game against Hoax Bluff. But uh, I wish we'd had them back this week. But, you know, defensively, I really like where 15 is. Um, he, he flies with the football. He's going he's to read it wrong every now and then. He's going to step wrong every now and then. But his effort makes up for that. Um, and I think that guy, 15, and as soon as we can get 21 healthy, um, and two, and 54 has gotten better at Mike. Our linebacking core, I feel like, is where we've gotten better. And then secondary has took a huge step forward since Absolutely. You know, I think we, we've turned – we've forced, you know, eight turnovers in two games, I want to say, maybe eight, seven or eight for sure. Um, in the last two games, anytime you can do that, uh, you're going to win a football game. So we're, we're doing a pretty good job taking care of the football. Um, we put the ball in jeopardy a few times that we can't do this Thursday night or we're going we're gonna to be – we'll get beat if we turn the ball over two or three times this week. They're a really good football team. So we can't do that. You know, we can't put the ball in jeopardy because their guys will make plays. They have a bunch of really good athletes on the back end that we're uh, – you know, that, that we can't do that. So – but I'm proud of them, proud of our guys. We just got to – uh, defensively, like you were saying, we have taken a step forward. We got to continue to take a step forward, but I'm really excited about that. All right, Howie, fire away. Go ahead. Yeah, Coach, and uh, you talking about the defense, and Randy kind of led me into this question as far as Winco, you gave up some to them, but it was on a busted defensive assignment. Could you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so sadly, I can. They were they were rolling. GT or tech back the other way to the wing back, running trap back that way on a counter. And so they were handing counter to the wing back quarterback, just keeping it running, giving it to him back counter. They was killing us weak side over there, you know, whether it be our defensive end getting washed, strong side defensive end not being able to chase it down, or a corner or outside back on that side not setting the edge very well. Um, so we had, we had a few problems on the weak side. Well, we started to do a better job. We got it fixed. Um, because we put 51 on the weak side. Well, that fixed that because we put – and so they fake, for some reason, our strong side corner. In this case, Brayden was chasing counter back the other side for some reason. The quarterback faked it and kept it. So our corner was there for the quarterback. Um, he had no other responsibility. His wing back tied in went that way. His eyes went Q. Um, and instead of his eyes going Q, he's used to them giving it. And he got in the habit of running across the field. And two, one of their best players kept it out the back end. So, um, but he, he did a good job staying at home the rest of the game. So. Right. Yeah. They've been, 
me, it seemed like they've been running the same play over and over and over. And then all of a sudden it's just kind of like a, what I would consider like a naked bootleg. And then yeah, they, they, did. they just like that. They had no lead blockers of 22 was running across the field. Right. But yeah, o- overall to me, that was the only bad play that I saw the defense make, but I, like I said, I'm not X's and O's, so I really don't know. But overall, it was, it was one of the main busts that we had. Other night, so. Yeah, uh, we failed to cover the uh, back out of the backfield, or my or wheel did um, one time, which gave them pretty easy eight nine yards on the pass play. But then were two of the biggest busts we had. Yeah, to me, it was like fifty one to thirty three was living in the backfield, and we say that week in week out. But if you've been at the games, you see they're in the backfield living all night long. There yeah. sometimes. Right there, back there, quicker than the uh, ball gets to the quarterback when they're in shotgun formation. Yeah, they do a really good job. 51, uh, 33, both do a really good job, and uh, I hope we continue to do that. Yeah, you know, coming into Plainview, you never know what Plainview's going to come out in as far as what type of offense and Coach Pruitt. You know, he's notorious for the wing tee, but when you got a Sylvania and Plainview game, you never know what's going to happen. Never know. Never know what he's come out in. We've tried to work, um, you know, a few, but I, I, I think they're going to do what they do. They may surprise me. Um, I think they, they feel like and should feel like they're plenty good enough to beat us with a triple option because they're, they're a really good football team. Um, they've had some bad breaks. Uh, you know, they very could easily be, you know, you can flip that record around very easily. With him, I mean, they're that talented. I, that, I, I believe that they're really they ain't bad up front. They've got really good skill guys. Um, so if we don't come ready to play, uh, we're not uh, we're not going to get the result we want. And they and their schedule is nearly as different as yours is. But I think they open the season up with Prosville, uh, which is they're ranked in the top ten in four A. Uh, I can't remember. Well, Fife was their week five game. You know they're they're playing some great teams too, and uh, you know uh, Piedmont played Piedmont very well. So, like you said, Plainview's a very good team, and if you don't come in ready to play, they could beat you in a heartbeat. Yes, it could be. Could be. And it may not be proved. We got to be ready to go. So um, I think our guys will be. We practice pretty well the first two days. We got to, you know, like I said, tomorrow's very important that we polish some things up and fix a few things and be ready to go on Thursday that short week. Good news is everybody's on a short week when you play on Thursday. They are too. So um, we're not the only ones at the disadvantage. So we just got to make sure we have a really good Wednesday. So. You mind me asking why y'all playing on a Thursday? Uh, the the officials actually called called me. Uh, the officials didn't ask uh, if we would if I would be willing to move it to Thursday and I told them it's completely up to I'm for it if they want it, want to do that. So um, that's what they decided to do, and I'm good with it. We'll we'll come over there whenever you want us to come over. We just want to play a football game. So, well, even though it's a short week this week, I look at it. You get a extra day off going in next week in a big, huge game with Hoax Bluff. Right. You know that that is one good thing about playing on Thursday is uh, you get a day off on Friday. It's good after. It's really good if you can find a way to win. Um, that Friday is really good, but um, if you don't, that Friday can turn into to another work day for us. So we got to make sure we do our job on Thursday night. So what what will happen on Friday? Will you actually do any type of practice? Watch what will be the process on that? 
Friday, I'm going to come in on Friday morning for our first period. <clears throat> we'll watch film half and half, and then, uh, like, you know, Lyman will be in here, and then we'll skill be in there stretching, recovery, um, things of that that nature, because we're going to, you know, all the banged-up guys are going to get ice on something. We're going to stretch them, uh, and then we'll switch it and do the same thing. Um, their first period, depending on how that goes, depends on if we have to come back after school. Randy, you have anything? Coach, um, now let's talk about this rivalry a little bit. First of all, I've had I've had Coach Pruitt in my district for the last five years, so I'll send him back to you because uh, that's a good football coach that that has a, always has a well-prepared football team. Um, coach, yeah. you took the Sylvania game or job. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much did you know about the Plainview-Sylvania rivalry, and how much have you learned the last – 24 months about this game and what it means to the two communities. I've heard a lot about it um, growing up, being so close. I knew – you got me? Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Froze up on me. Uh, I knew that, uh, you know, they didn't like each other growing up, um, DeKalb County Schools in Sylvania. And I knew a lot of people, you know, it's kind of like North Santa Pisgah, Sylvania, or North Santa Ida. Very similar. Sylvania, Plainview, uh, so – um, you know, I, I knew it was a big time rivalry, and then you get here and you realize that they these two communities really don't like each other very much, you know. Um, you know, some nah, I ain't gonna say too much, but I, I knew, uh, I guess it was, it was actually Monday, yes, last night. I had a, a man come up to me, Sylvania, uh, fan, and he was laughing, cut up. He said, you know, no matter how many games you win, if you lose this one, you might as well find you another job. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, which is good. I like that. I, I was, I, I think he was being serious too. I would have been. Um, so, uh, but you know, I, I like, I like that. You got to want to win. You got to want to have somebody that's, that's going to be playing you. And that, that's what they want. Uh, we got to be able to, you know, give, give them bragging rights away for, for another year. So we got to find a way to do that this year. Does this rivalry make both schools better? Um, Just because it's such a, it's a such a regional rivalry. Like I've been lucky enough to cover a lot of games and I always tell everybody, this is the number one rivalry game that I've covered in 25 years, but such a, such a huge rivalry. Can it make both schools really better? I think so. You know, I've heard, you know, Coaches that's played on the other side of the robbery uh, in this office. I've got um, guys like our quarterback club president. We've also got coaches that play on this side of it. Um, and then you hear stories about, you know, the week that was leading up, you know, about people painting things and stuff like that. And, uh, so it's always been a big robbery, and I think it, it's good for the two communities. I think it's good for, for the kids. Like, uh, there's nothing like a big, big football game that everybody gets up for. And, uh, like uh, I think to this point, uh, you know, the the biggest game as far as how the communities got into it or were ready for the game and packed it out was Pisgah. We had a really good crowd, um, but we're going to need a really good crowd this week, this Thursday night against Plainview. So. Howie, um, you're going to be able to get this game on air, on radio. Tell everybody where they can listen to you at on Thursday night. Yeah, Coach Van, uh, your good friend John Fields has volunteered us to do the uh, 
98-3 Wild Country Game of the Week, Savannah and Plainview. So uh, it'll be on the air starting at 6.45 with the pregame show, and then at 7 o'clock we'll have a kickoff. And uh, and wishing Coach Van the best of luck. Uh, back to what you're talking about, Coach has been in there. One of the best post-game um, pep talks, or not really pep talks, but one of the best post-game talks I ever heard was your defense coordinator, Coach Clark, after a Savannah Plainview game after Savannah had beat Plainview, and he said he's been in that other locker room and know how it felt like. He said it doesn't feel well. You know, it doesn't feel good. Um, and what has Coach Clark told you about this this week? Um, yeah, you, I, I don't say that you can actually talk about yeah, on there. I'll be honest. I don't think anybody wants to win uh, as much as I do. But if there's anybody um, – in this building that does, uh, it would be that guy. He, he wants to win more than anybody, just like your kids want to win um, more than anybody. So he's excited about it. But he brings he's, – he's told me a lot. These two schools don't like each other. Um, and so uh, he's able to give some insight on how um, they actually feel about Sylvania. So. That, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people give that insight. Uh, mm-hmm. Communities are very similar. But that one day of the year, you don't want to be caught on either side. I, I used to tell people when I first moved to DeKalb County, the first two questions I got asked was Alabama-Auburn or Plainview-Sylvania. And, and you don't have a ch- choice but to pick a side in both of them. So, um, Coach, is it is it part of your role to keep understand the rivalry? We can talk about the rivalry all day. But at the end of the day, Friday night, you got to go make football plays. You've got to create football plays. Is there a level of after the first few plays, you get to some normalcy in your play calling? Coach Clark gets to his, his – does the sideline ever settle down in such a game? Uh, that's just different. Uh, it's uh, – last year was the first time I was a part of it. Luckily, it went our way, and, and it felt – you know, there was, there was more energy there the entire – I feel like there was a lot of energy at Pisgah you know, the entire game. I, um, but, no, it don't. It's it's like at that level on a lot of the night because you understand what's on the line. You, you want to – like I hadn't even brought it up. Most of the kids, they know. Uh, I don't have to, to tell them that it's a big robbery game. Um, like I haven't even mentioned that it's a robbery game all week. You know, I, I just, they know it. The only thing we've talked about is getting a region win. That's what we want. I've talked, I've told them they know we're playing, playing. You ain't got to mention it. I ain't got to mention it. it's a rivalry game. They know that. Um, we we have been, our guys have prepared the right way. I feel like they they're not looking looking at it like it's a rivalry game. They know it, and they've practiced hard. But um, we're we're trying to find a way to to host a playoff game and playing views in the way of that. So we got to make sure that we do our job to to be sure that we control our destiny. And this is a huge step to host the playoff game. Mm-hmm. One more region win. And overall, your schedule after last week and then you got this week, if you win this week, your your goals from week one are still alive. Still alive. Every, you know, we have to, to win every week. But if we can, you know, find a way to win, win out, we're going to be in really good shape going into – to round one of the playoffs. All right, Howie Chaney, uh, I'll let you ask a few, and then we're going to let Coach Van get off from here. 
want to say thank you to the guys that can't, I always get it backwards. So if I do, I'm sorry. KC and JT Holmes for sponsoring the Coach Band Show. We appreciate you guys. If you got some work you need done, uh, there's a card up there in the corner, but it's also on the promotions. Give those guys a shout. Let let them let them get to butte the business because they are great supporters of Sylvania football. Howie Chaney. Yeah, Coach Vanis, you know, like you said, like we said a couple weeks ago, this is a three-game stretch, and I want to word this properly where this is the last game that off-the-field activities will kind of take place. And it's got to be a big load coming off of you as far as we're nearly at that point. All the games are even bigger from here on out, but the -the off-the-field activities will kind of settle down a little bit. And you got to be feeling a little bit of relief that this is the last week of that. Yeah, and get focused football only. You know, I do. I do a, I'm probably not the greatest communicator at times with with people who's doing you know other things, and, and I, I try to make it all about football all the time with me. But it does make it easier. Um, and you know, we're going into that last three game stretch here towards the end, and it's like I told the seniors seniors today. Like you got guaranteed right this second four games left that's it it's all you're guaranteed so um, you better make every day count you better get better the right way um, and this is the last time you'll play playing view in your high school career and on the football field this is it this is the last four quarters you'll play against them um so enjoy it and then you know next next week is probably the last four quarters you'll play against Oaks club and you're you're going to start quartering it down to where um, it's senior night against Westbrook, and then it's uh, a big re- uh, big non-region game on the road against five, and then it's playoffs, and this win or go home. We're getting really close to that. You know, this could be your last week of football, um, and then it gets tough. So, you know, we got to – like you said, though, it is a relief to be able to focus just on football and, and get ready to go. And after saying yeah, that – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Randy. No, I just I wanted to follow up what Coach said. This is also your last road game within the region. The next two region games you get at home. So mm-hmm. it, this is big. You get that road region win or region road win. That's huge. Uh, we played uh, last year, you know, our home record wasn't great. Um, we I think we lost two games at home. We lost to six at home, lost to five at home. We went three and two at home, I think. Yeah. Three and two at home, which is not what we want to do. We want to be undefeated at home every year. We want to protect our turf. We've done a really good job at that. I feel like we played better at home this year than we did last year, which we didn't play terrible, but but we really like playing at home. Um, but we've also been pretty good on the road the last last year and a half, two years. So uh, our guys like going on the road. So it's it's a big road game for us. Um, but to get a win on the road in region play and then get to come home for two more to to take care of business, if you can find a way to win this week, is, is massive. So, Howie, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to make that. No, no, you're good. I just want to break the tension a little bit. And, you know, like most schools, rivalry week and everything like that, they have dress-up days. So yesterday was Twins Day. Today was uh, Decades Day. So, Coach Van, I'm going to ask you, who's your favorite Twins Monday? And then today, uh, what was your favorite person Decade Day? Twins, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, Howie, and I'll be honest with you about the Decades thing. I've, when I leave this field house, 
third period, fourth to go to fourth. I go sit in my classroom. That's uh, go up to my classroom that I am away from everyone. Like they put me out by myself. I don't know why. Uh, they don't like me. I guess <laughs> they put me over in the building. Um, the oldest building at the school is the old banner. Okay, I'm out by myself. I don't see anyone. There's no hallways. Okay, I don't see anybody. All I see is my seventh graders, and uh, my seventh graders, uh, I couldn't pick it. I'm just kidding. Now, there really weren't many dressed up for 20 days in my seventh grade group. And then uh, today, uh, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't pay attention in my class. I was, we, we, we was hurrying up getting a couple sections in, and we had to move on. Um, so it was like bell to bell today for once in my class. And so we were, we were moving, and uh, I really don't see a lot. I promise you, I don't. I'm, I'm there to my classroom lunchroom which is right across the street right back to my classroom then to practice so i don't see a lot of people i'm kind of the only people i communicate with most of the time is clark at lunch and then seventh graders throughout the day it feels like sometimes does, does howie and i count the seventh graders when we get on your text <laughs> what uh, howie and i count in the seventh graders when we start texting you in the middle of the day no and i text <laughs> I know he's teaching, but he needs to know this really yeah. now. Uh, We're going to have to bring Hannah in for like a 10-minute correspondent when we have a dress-up week or something. Oh, yeah. she. I guarantee you the elementary she'll be able to tell you something. For sure. <laughs> I, uh, let me ask you these quick questions, if you don't mind, Randy. Uh, Alabama's got a big game this week. I know you're going to pick Alabama, so I'm not even going to ask you who, who you're going to pick on that. Tennessee, LSU, what's your thoughts on that one? Tennessee, big. God, I hope so. <laughs> 30, Tennessee, 38, LSU, 17. Coach Van, let me tell you why that would mean a lot. I would just like to sit in Neyland Stadium and have that number say 6-0, 6-0, Tennessee and Alabama again because I've missed that rivalry meaning. Yeah, because that's the last time it will have a dash O for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, it'll be sad for us to take – go ahead. I mean, so, so one more question about the Tennessee. Word has it, and I saw it on the social medias, where Tennessee is going to try to checkerboard Vanderbilt Stadium. What's your thoughts on that, Coach Fan? Checkerboard Vandy Stadium? Yeah, if you've ever been to Vandy, there ain't enough stadium to checkerboard, really, but we'll try. <laughs> I think uh, – I've already said it, but you know, I, I'm not an atypical Bama. Okay. So, like, I root for Alabama, and I was, that's why I was telling Wilson that like, Wilson's a diehard Tennessee fan. I'm a diehard Alabama fan. I, I love Alabama. Uh, Wilson reminds me of me when I was in high school and college. Like, I kept up with everything Alabama did. So, like, recruiting, I could name the coaches, every one of them. And I was there. I probably named the trainers. Like, I knew who they were. All right, but then I started coaching a lot. Like right now, I am so tied up in other things. I root for Alabama on Saturday, and, I, and I'm not happy when they lose, if they lose. So I'm, I'm happy all the time, mainly because they don't lose a lot. But no, they, uh, I root for them hard. I still get mad during games, but not, I'm not near as much. But I, um, Tennessee fans, I'm not a diehard. What I'm saying is, I'm not a true Bammer. Like if it's a, if it's, a bowl game. I'm rooting for all SEC. Okay. But Tennessee fans, 
haven't won in so long, Howie. They're worse than Bammers. Because <laughs> I can get on there, and if I see a fire saving Facebook or tweet, that person's like needs banned from everything. Like that's the craziest statement I've ever heard. Or uh, even the fire Bill O'Brien things. Like if, if he's good enough to work for Saban, why do you want to fire him? Like he's he's working with. I mean, dude just put up a lot of points Saturday against Arkansas. It's not you know I, I can't stand the true members, but Tennessee fans, Howie, getting off the rant, finishing this up. They haven't won in so long. They would checkerboard every stadium if they could. They would enjoy <laughs> every second. Now, I do think this is something that's going to stay. I do think Hopple's going to do a good job, and he's going to win year in, year out. And I don't know if they're going to be national champions. I'm not saying that, but I think they're going to be top of the East, towards the top, if not the top, every year. So, hey, I, like I do like Hopple and his offense. So. I'll take not stinking, Coach. That, that's a that's a step in the right direction for me. Hopple does a good job. He really does. He does. And he runs. He, sometimes when I'm watching your film, y'all are not going quite that speed, but you no. get fast too. I wish so. we was going faster, but we're, we're a little bit different offense this year than we've been in the past or last year. But uh, next year um, could be faster. But I'm really happy with how we're doing it right now. So. Hey, I, I don't get to say this very often, but my Falcons are tied for first place. I want to do it right now because who knows after next week, that might be the last win they have. So go Falcons. We're going to cut Howie out at this point now. He's talked about the Falcons and the balls. Howie's back for the rest of the show. Coach, I have one question. I'm going to let you out. Yeah. Uh, and it's not about football, but I do want to ask you about it. Uh, and we don't talk about it enough. I know you you have a passion for the classroom too, and you enjoy your teaching job. You know, is that a relief to you at fourth period? I know you would sit there and think about football twenty four seven, but you you get to go spend some time with some seventh graders. It's got to be rewarding in its own way. Right? Yes, yeah, it is. <laughs> During football season, it's really tough. Uh, I tell them all the time, you better enjoy the freebie points you get every now and then. Um, you better enjoy the the busy work every now and then if I need to get something done. But uh, football season is really tough. Uh, we do, you know, sometimes we go through things a little quicker than I would like to go through. It changes after football season. Um, but, but my seventh graders – at first, I'll be honest with you, at the start of the year, I was like, my goodness, what have Mr. Kirby is trying to run me off. I think he wants me gone. He gave me seventh graders. I could not stand it. But uh, I've actually turned out to, to like them. They've, done, they've been really good lately uh, after I was mean a few days. Um, and uh, uh, I actually turned out it's been okay. I really I really do enjoy the classes that I have. And, and uh, they <laughs> They've grown on me a little bit. They, at first, it was rough. I didn't know. I, I, my daughter's in the seventh grade. I live with them. They're all crazy in the seventh grade. Yeah, I, they, I got a certified one right here. Yeah, I've got 23 in the class, 24 in the class. And, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got one at home. Yeah. Coach, uh, we're going to try to get Coach Lee on when we get an opportunity before the season's over. Yeah, he's uh, he's in Tampa still. Yeah. Yeah. So he went last we, – we didn't have him at the game last week, last Friday. He works for FEMA, so he was down there riding out the hurricane, and then now he's doing uh, damage assessments and things like that down there. So 
hopefully we get him back Thursday, but we ain't had him back since um, last Monday. Yeah, we could go Monday. We missed him homecoming week too. So. Uh, we also, uh, if if we can keep everybody healthy, we'll, we'll probably take a turn through the, the senior class again as long as. Yeah, I think oh. senior, senior night will be Westport week, so that'll be a good week. It's coming up shortly. Yeah, get them all on there and let them have some fun and stuff. And uh, a lot of excitement coming up. And, and I was asked today, and I wanted to make sure, but but as far as we are here, we're here through the playoff season. We're not going to stop this at the playoffs. We're going to ride out the football season with, with Coach Van. And uh, it, we are to have some fun before the year is over, and hopefully we'll get to play several more weeks. We just got four promised, but there's four. nine people out there. So we, we – yep. we, here for a while. That's right. So, Al, you got anything to wrap it up other than don't bring up Tennessee or the Falcons? Please don't bring up Tennessee. I got so nervous when you started talking about Tennessee. My legs still hadn't stopped. Look, <laughs> I've sat in those seats for 35 years, Coach Van. The last 20 has been hard on me. I'm telling you. I hear you. I, I didn't have no – You with the bags over your head, wasn't you? Hey, I – I, all right, I left Florida after three plays one year. Tebow got the football, went 50-something yards, touchdown. We They kicked it off to us. We caught it. We fumbled it. Tebow come on, went 40 yards up the field, 14 nothing, 14 minutes and 11 seconds to go. I looked around at my friend Phil Harris from WQSB, and I said, I'm going to the house. So I didn't see the next 50 points, but that 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 was that night. So <laughs> three plays, I was gone. For Howie Chaney, for Coach Tyler Van, for the people that join us, John Seals, John Corbin, Jason Corbin, we all we love your comments. Join us next week for the wrap-up of the Plainview Sylvania Week and a look ahead to – we don't have Westbrook next. Uh, we, Piedmont, right? Not Hope's Piedmont. Blood. Yeah, Hope's, Hope's Blood. So, we'll be – look, Jason Corbin, I ain't got no – I ain't got no checkerboard overhauls. I weigh 330 pounds. I'll look like a Shoney's big boy if I put them on. For us, for, for the people at the Tyler Band Show, we'll see you next week.